Blog Talk Radio. Do, do what you want to. Tucker is, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? 
Uh, yeah, my name is Dexter Tucker. I'm uh, originally uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, been doing stand-up comedy the last 13 years, and um, I'm a filmmaker. I've uh, been making films uh, probably about the last seven years. I have two uh, feature films out now, and um, I'm doing a little promotional tour on both of them. Uh, the first one is called The Comedy Club Movie, and the second one just released called Jimmy, Did You Get One? Oh, okay, now, um, and um, what inspired you to get into, uh, you know, directing films and stuff like that? Um, was that a natural transition or something you were, like, always passionate about? Uh, it's definitely something I was always passionate about. Uh, when I started doing stand-up comedy, it was a, a way of me um, um, transitioning into filmmaking, which is something I always wanted to do. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big movie buff. Um, I always felt like that. There weren't enough films out there for for us, you know. And we were forced to watch whatever they put out, you know. There there, there are some classic films out there um, that, that show that African American experience and and um, stuff that I like to see. Uh, I love comedies. I love gangster stuff. I love uh, mysteries and thrillers. So I just felt like I had a voice I wanted to to to, to put out there and, and make some good good quality movies. Oh, okay, now um. <clears throat> I hate to be great, man. Your um, you're also your brother, your actual real life brother is uh the comedian, uh you know, movie star Chris Tucker. Now, uh, is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris is my brother. Uh huh. Okay, now I wanted to ask you, um, uh, from your personal experience, now do you think that's like helped or like hindered your career? You know, like a lot of people, you know, they they have a family in the business. Uh, you know, how did that work out for you? You know, what I mean, some people say they want to they stray away from that, and some people, you know. Um, you know, use it to the advantage. How do you think it's, uh, you know, helped or, or possibly hindered? Because, you know, a lot of people might like, take you uh, seriously and say, oh, you know, it's just brother. You, you know what I mean? That sort of thing. Right. Well, when I first started doing comedy, I knew I was going to have to go through that. Uh, yeah, because, he, you know, Chris, is, he's, the only thing he's ever done was comedy. You know, I started doing comedy much later. Um, you know, I did a lot of other things. I went to college. I had a truck driving business. I did a little real estate. I even managed a uh, comedy club we had. All before I started doing comedy, you know, everybody kept saying I should do it, I should do it. And then, you know, I, I guess I got a little bored with what I was doing, and um, I decided to go ahead and give it a try. But I knew that, you know, it would be some people saying, oh, he's just doing it because his brother's doing it. And I respected the mm-hmm. comedy game so much to the point that I knew I needed to start from the bottom and, and, and go the same route that all the greats did, you know, by doing the hard clubs and, and just, just grinding my way from the bottom. And that's probably why a lot of people may not have heard of me until just recently, because I did it, I did it the hard way. You know, I, I started in the clubs in Atlanta, toured around doing all the Chitlin circuit, because I wanted to get good before people just threw me out there and then, you know, I wasn't ready. And um, because people tried to, just because of my mm-hmm. name, they tried to put me on stuff that I knew I wasn't ready for. So good thing about it, I did respect the game, and I was around a lot of comics over the years, you know, with my brother and with running the club, and I, I you know, I understood. Um, so, you know, I did I did my work, my due diligence. I got to the point now, um, I'm like 13 years in that I'm confident, you know, uh, to be able to hit the stage anywhere, anytime. Uh, I guess uh, to answer your question, um, it helped in some ways, and, and in some ways it ended. But being that I knew how people were going to perceive it, I, I didn't pay any attention mm-hmm. to them. I just stayed focused. You know, I stayed focused. I knew what I had to do. And now I've earned the respect of um uh, you know the, the the comics, all, all the comics and um, and the uh, audience. Yeah, because I was wondering, because uh, you know, um, 
I know, you know, you, I came to your movie premiere, man, because, you know, I do media. I, I know, also don't do just radio. I do live events. You know, you might, maybe you don't remember because, you know, it was a lot of cameras and stuff, the red carpet, you know what I mean? It was a very, very, very lavish event. Very nice. I enjoyed, the, you know, the movie premiere and everything. A Jimmy didn't get that you had in Atlanta. And I was just like, man, I was like, well, this, why I never heard of this guy? But I, that's why I had to ask. And I'm sure other people were wondering. Because, like, man, this, you know, this is, some good, this is a good movie, good premiere. Why well, you never heard of this guy? He got some good stuff. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was bothering me. I, I think I just took my time, man. You know, I could have been a whole lot more visual. Uh, I could have mm-hmm. moved to L.A. and did a whole lot of other things. But there was so much going on here in Atlanta, I didn't see the, the need to move to L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... And then my end game was always to be a filmmaker anyway. You know, I'm, I, I tour quite extensively as a comedian. I, you know, the most comics know who I am, but I haven't, it's not a whole lot of television right now. You know, the little TV mm-hmm. that we have, um, I did. And that was one of the reasons why I, I made the comedy club movie first. I wanted to give the comics an outlet because we don't have the Def Jam anymore. We don't even have Comic View anymore for the comics to get out there and showcase and all the big comedians right now, you know, they made it through movies mostly. Uh, the new, you know, the old ones made it through Def Comedy Jam and stuff. So I did something for the comedians to be able mm-hmm. to get their shine on. I wanted to make a classic comedy first, something like Friday, something like Life that everybody has to have in their collection. And we made a movie called Comedy Club, the movie. And um, it starred my man, Young Jack Thriller, uh, Chris Style Wilson from Players Club, Shay Johnson from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is in it. My man, uh, Roderick Rickett Barber, who's uh, from Ghetto Mafia, rapper. Carlos Miller, who's just on um, Last Comic Standing. Chris Smokey Jones. A lot of comedians from Atlanta and Chicago. And we made a really classic, funny, funny movie that I, I just can't wait for everybody to see. But, um, yeah, man, i just been grinding, man. Just been grinding. Yeah, I see, man, and I respect that grind. Because a lot of people don't know the hard work that goes into it. You know, because a lot of people, you know, they might see you coming out now and you may assume that you're just, a, you know, overnight success. So, you, you know, talk a little bit about that. Because a lot of people get that twist. They think, you know, with this immediate gratification society we live in, maybe you're going to sign up today, and, uh, start today, and next month you're going to be this huge star. And it really don't work right. that way. Right. No, it definitely does not work that way. I had to learn a whole lot the hard way. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad I uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. I wish I had started doing this earlier in my life, but I didn't. So, but it's, it's you know everything in God's time, and and I'm learning. I learned how to make a film with very little money. So when when you have a when I have a nice budget, it's it's gonna be so much easier for me. I learned how to get it out. You know how to market it. I had to learn everything the hard way. And that education, man, can't nobody take that away from. Me. Oh yeah, exactly. And that's another thing. I think the uh, the learning curve is, is priceless. You you see what I'm saying? Because you you probably could have did like you said, did things that maybe you you know weren't ready for at the time and got a little money, but you wouldn't have got that learning curve. You, you know what I mean? You wouldn't have learned you know the steps in the process, and, and then you you get there. You know you gotta have that foundation. That, I think that's for anything. You know, you build a house with no foundation. Well, is that gonna be long for that house falls? You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, what, um, the we had what was like um like what was your your first like uh movie project that you uh that you had did like what's like you remember the first you know when you said hey I'm gonna get a you know you know, it was on with the camcorder like how long or how back in the day was it that you actually started you know messing with that camera let me let me be a director uh, the first one I shot myself um well we 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 did a few music videos for people but the first movie we shot a uh, full fledged movie was the comedy club movie. 
And um, that was an experience in itself because we were we were financing it ourselves. I had two partners, my man Rick Stevenson and uh, Derek Hanspike, and they had a little company called Extra Point Films. And um, I came in with them, and uh, we we were all financing it ourselves. You know, I was doing most of the work. Rick was Rick was scrounging around getting the money. He and Derek. And uh, a lot of things happened, and it took us probably almost a year to make that move because we, you know, just trying to finance just and a lot, a lot of things people don't realize. Like when you have a budget and you're paying people, everybody shows mm-hmm. up on time. But when you don't pay them, they may show up today and not show up tomorrow. Oh wow! Or you may run out of mm-hmm. money. You may shoot this week, run out of money, and not shoot again for two weeks. So it's a struggle, man. It's a struggle, and but. I, I, like I said, everything came together. I wouldn't have it any other way, man. It made me strong because I'm, I'm out on the set right now, as a matter of fact, and I just, just look at how everything runs like clockwork out here because everybody's getting paid. And that's, man, to me, that's that'll be gravy. You know, and hopefully from here on out, all my films will have nice-sized budgets. But I did it with putting, with, like I tell people, I did it with taping sticks. We just taped the tape sticks up and made a move. <laughs> Oh man, that's see, that's getting it done. You know what I mean? Like, and how do you think? Like, say when you started, uh, do you think? Cause you know, with the internet and everything, how much further do you think your career or faster do you think your thing would have took off for you to have like platforms like YouTube's and Vimeo's and stuff like that? If it had been, you know, because back in the day, you had to get you know camcorder, whatever you had to do, you had to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's today. Uh, things are, it's a it's a plus on the mics right now. The plus is you can get your movie out there. Um, with a lot of social media, um, matter of fact, I have uh, uh, Jimmy. Did you get one on Vimeo right now? Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, they'll both be on uh, Netflix soon. But you can go on Vimeo.com right now and rent it. Uh, that's a plus. You can get your movie out there. But at the same time, technology uh, they have cameras so so affordable now that everybody's making movies. You know, uh, I talked to a distributor and he was telling me that you know before you might get like uh, for example, maybe uh, 800 movies a year to choose from. And now, with the technology, you can go buy a camera for four or $5,000 that shoots like Hollywood, so he may have 8,000 movies to choose from. Wow. So, that, you know, the technology is is changing uh, for, the, for the better and for the worse. You can't just put anything out. You better be real good because there's more and more, more movies coming out. You know, this film was expensive. It's a little cheaper now. Yeah. So it's like mad competition. Then what about like, because I know they still do like, um, um, you know, Sundance Film Festivals and things of that nature. Do you, would you still think, you know, is that still the route to go? Or, you know, because you see so much online. And I've actually seen like shows as well as movies that on, like online on the YouTube and, and other platforms like that. They were actually really good. Yeah, well, the film festivals are still a good way to go, especially if um, if you can get them to feature your film there or if you can win an award there, it's still a good way to go. Uh, Sundance is like one of the biggest. There are um, a lot of other film festivals, smaller film festivals. That, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still a good way to go. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I, I definitely I definitely would see Because I've heard of, you know, because I know you're like, what's the other one? They do like a Hollywood film festival. Um, are they doing film festivals in Atlanta yet? Do, do you know? Cause yeah, that yeah, they, they are, but I... Yeah, they they are, but you know, sometimes like anybody can put on a film film. I can put on a film film, so you never know. You have to do your research and find out uh, what kind of uh, you know what kind of 
prestige is behind it uh, mean anything. You want to try to go for some of the bigger ones, but you can find them all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can Google them all and find out which ones are the more, more popular ones. Now, how hard is it coming, you know, doing, doing the comedy? Because, you know, I know a lot of people, oh, man, I'm funny. I be killing them at, uh, <laughs> at uh, you know, around the holidays and stuff. Like, how, how hard is, is that to do? Or, you know, what would you suggest for people to sit around and think, they, think they're that funny? Like, is it is it hard to break into stand-up comedy, or how does that work? Well, man, I got a lot of respect for, for all working comics. Shout out to all my brothers and sisters out there working comics. Um, yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy because one thing about comedy, like I tell people, people ask me all the time, do I like acting or comedy better? Acting is pretty easy to me. I can do that. I think almost a lot, most comics can, can act. Because when you're a comedian, you get up there on that stage by yourself. It's all you. You can't lean on nobody. There's no cut, retake, hold on, let me do it again. And so you, you have to carry that audience by yourself. Uh, I, I wouldn't say, I don't want to say it's so hard that nobody, that, you know, people can't do it. You can do it. If, if you um, if you have a sense of humor and you have the drive, you got to have some thick skin and you got to have some determination and don't think that it's going to, you're going to get good uh, overnight. Even in, in, in one four years, you know, you got to stick with it. I uh, see a lot of people come out to open mics and they go out there and try to go off the top of their head and they might get a couple of laughs and they think they killed it. And they came mm-hmm. off stage, you know, they were only up there a minute and a half. You know, you're not really going to start getting paid until you can do about 30 minutes at least, you know, before, you, before people start trusting you to booking you and, and uh, paying you. But uh, the best advice I ever had, man, was just hit the stage as much as you can and tape everything you do. Go home and watch it because you're going to be your own biggest critic. And, uh, you know, I came up with some of the best. Even before I started doing comedy, you know, I was around mm-hmm. the Bruce Bruce Earthquake, you know, Chris Tucker, uh, Corey Oakham, all the guys that are, that are really doing it now. I was around all those guys, and I saw how they did it, and I respected the game. So now, you know, I'm doing my Oh, most definitely, most definitely, bro. You know what I mean? And I'm glad to see you out, you out here shining, man. Like, you know, what what do you think? Like, what's next for Dexter Tucker? Like, what do we? What what are some of the things we can expect? You got any? Um, you know, are you still out here uh, doing comedy clubs? Are you touring? You know, uh, what what do yeah, you expect well, in the future? Yeah, I'm still I'm still touring. I stay booked up uh, most weekends. Uh, you can check me out um, um, on. Uh, Instagram at Dexter Tucker underscore one if you want to um, keep up with my dates or on Facebook at Dexter Tucker or Twitter at Dexter Tucker. But um, if, uh, I may be coming to a city near you, but right now I'm concentrating on these movies, man, trying to uh, figure out what I want to shoot next. Uh, Jimmy got a, Jimmy, did you get one? Got a real good response at the um, premiere, and we have a part mm-hmm. two ready to shoot. Also, we have uh, several other scripts ready to shoot, man, and I really, man, my real goal is to uh, be a full-time filmmaker, you know, I always mm-hmm. do comedy, so, you know, it's a passion of mine, but uh, we're concentrating on these movies right now, my partner and I, Jerry May, I don't know if I mentioned Jerry May, another Jerry mm-hmm. May production, along with my company, Off Glenwood Entertainment, uh, we collab, and, um, you know, Jerry's a bad boy, you know, good, great writer, great uh, photographer, and um, and um, he, he does the editing as well. Uh, and uh, together, he and I, man, we ready to go, man. I'm looking at, I'm looking at Robin, Will, and Tyler Perry, and how they got out. I'm trying to, I'm trying to put out some quality movies like those guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah, exactly, definitely with that, 
with them, you know, having like uh, I know Tyler got a, you know, his big studio. I heard they were bringing like some studios, you know, film studios to Atlanta within like the next uh, year or two. I think it's twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Yeah, like ten studios. They just, bought, they just bought the old army base that they're turning into a studio, a whole back lot. So he's doing big wow. things in film in Atlanta right now. Yeah, Atlanta's like the new Hollywood, bro. Right, you know what I mean, and I'm, I'm, I've been saying, I, I see, like I said, because you can run around and um, you know, and get into a lot of different uh, events. You can be in a lot of different. Uh, it's a lot of stuff going on here in Atlanta, bro. It's just, it, it's been crazy, you know. And I, I'm seeing a lot of people are, you know, how people used to say, well, I'm going to L.A. or New York. Now their new destinations became Atlanta. If you notice, it's right. like a transient state. A lot of people, you know, me myself, I'm not originally from Atlanta. But I had to get down here because it was, you know, I came back. I, I, I guess I beat the rush. You know what I mean? I went to school down there back in, like, 98, 99, and I came back in, like, 2008, and I seen what was coming. You understand what I'm saying? I, I kind of, you know, right. got that bad. And then it was, like, everybody I talked to was, like, man, I'm moving to Atlanta. I'm, like, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm deeply entrenched in Atlanta. I'm originally from here, and I've watched it all grow, and I got to mm. be a part of it, man. I got to be a part of it. I didn't even know the film was coming like this, you know, before I, you know, aspired to be a filmmaker. But now it's like everything came full circle in the right place at the right time. Uh, lots of production going on here. Lots of actors and actresses and talent in, in the city. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think another man. thing that attracts people, it's just a different, um, it's, it's a very different, um, you know, vibe. You understand what I'm saying? Because I come from up north, the D.C. area, and it's just, you know, nobody wants to help nobody. But but I got to Atlanta, and um, people I really didn't know that well who just happened to be the same thing, you know, were, were willing to, you know, hey, I look out for you, you look out for me type thing. But then, look, for well, some reason, you know, nobody thing. cares about it. It's very cutthroat. You, you understand what I'm saying? I don't yeah, care. We well, went to high school together. I ain't helping you do nothing. That's how people <laughs> act up there. But then I got here, people were like, well, hey, sure, if you're doing something, you know, you come do my thing, and I come do what you're doing, and and you kind of you know build off each other. That's the vibe, you know, that I got. It's always been love. Well, I I hope it stays. Um, you know how things change, but yeah, right yeah. now, yeah, right now you we, we at least we in good. <laughs> All I can say is you gotta hurry up, get here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I was wondering if that's gonna change the vibe because with it being so many transient people. A lot of them ain't gonna, you know, ain't from the south. They don't have that stuff. You know what I mean? They don't have that same right. type of, you know, the, the morals and, and, and background and ethics and stuff. They may look at things differently. You know, you can't come to a city where people showing love and try to be cutthroat. That's not gonna work for you. You know? Yeah, because the people that showing love, they, they'll pick up on that and they'll start being cutthroat. That's why I say I hope it stays that way. But oh yeah, exactly, hey, man. That, that that that's a good thing, bro. Like um. Who are some of the people that you want to maybe like give a, a shout out to, or maybe mention, or you know somebody who might have helped you along the way, or something like that? Well, I definitely gotta give a shout out to my man Jerry May, who my, who's my partner, and um, he actually uh, Jimmy, did you get one? Was actually his brainchild. Uh, he came to me with that, and um, and um, I I came on board, and uh, and I also helped him. But uh, Jerry is a very very smart guy that you're gonna be hearing a lot from. Uh, my mm-hmm. other guys from um, Extra Point Films, Derek Hanspike and Rick Stevenson, got to give a shout-out to them. Also, my very capable right-hand assistant, Deontay Colquitt, who handles all my business, man. Couldn't do anything without her. Uh, shout-out to uh, my publicist, the Mimi Agency, and uh, and my family, man, my family. 
Most definitely, most definitely, man. Um, uh, well, anything you wanna um you wanna add for before we you know before we get out of here, you wanna um leave the people with something you wanna tell them about an upcoming show date, anything you wanna reiterate where they can get your stuff from, give them your websites, anything like that. Yeah, well, I definitely want to let everybody know that Jimmy, did you get one? Is um is for rent right now on Vimeo.com. That's V-I-M-E-O.com. Uh, starring Eric Bart, Angela Winfield, uh, Jolena Tucker, and Judah Hill, and uh, you can rent that immediately. Um, uh, you can you can check out check me out. Uh, I may be coming to a city near you soon. I wish I had my dates right here. Uh, I should have got them from Deonde. But check me out on Instagram at Dexter Tucker underscore one, and I'll put the dates up uh, before the end of the day. I'll put all the dates up, man. And I want to thank you guys for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, definitely, man. We definitely appreciate uh, you know, um you know, being on, uh having you on today. And um, you know, hopefully we'll get to uh, come past check out another one of your events, bro. You know, you keep doing your thing, man. We we see nothing but uh, you know, positive things. You know, what I mean I, I get to be like, wow, 'cause you know, I, I know I I just feel like from what I've seen, this thing's really about to, you know, take off. And I can be like, Wow, man, I had, you know, I had that guy on my show. I I, I was at this movie for me, you know what I mean? I I get to, you know, that's gonna be good for me. I got to, like brag about wait a minute, I, he was on my show, dude, calm down, you know what I mean? Hey, anytime, man. Anytime. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the love, man. So, uh, you know, hopefully we get the chance to do this again, or hopefully I get to catch you out somewhere in person and get a quick interview. You know, I would love to do that, man. So, uh, definitely keep us posted, man. And um, we're gonna show support, man. We th- thanks again, you know, for coming on the show. We're gonna take, uh, you know, pause for the calls, man, because y'all know how it is. Um, real talk. We'll leave. Be right back. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, though. Type of lady that can own the night Angel in the dress, blessing in disguise When hearts connect, you can see it in the eyes No metaphor for your aura, baby, you got it In your love bank, let me make a deposit Give you my time before I give you my wallet Give you the world just cause you deserve it Never have I seen a picture so perfect Go girl, work it, work out just to look good Timeless mouth plus cook good Keep it till the reaper comes You riding for the castle Really don't mind hoes who hassle But when war come, ready for battle I see Mama Mia, humble diva Don't do songs, but known for her features Got so much class, your ass should've been a teacher Make a nigga really wanna bring a preacher to meet you, girl Yeah, damn, you're cold as ice I thought I'd let you know I thought I'd let you know
you Told me her sex was a weapon Cut the rail, hit me with a 22 Like...
shorty, I ain't in a rush. I know I compliment your frame and say things to make you blush. I'm pushing on you too. Let's keep that between the two of us. See you in my timeline. Shorty, I'ma hit you up. When I'm down, you always know exactly how to lift me up. When I'm blue like diamonds, chilling in my jewelry. You send a tweet that makes me think there'll always be a you and me. Rose go all tomorrow. Singing only time will tell. Glasses up, I'll toast to that. 